0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to Busy Living Soba. Busy Living Soba. Busy Living Sober. It's um, episode 253. Oh my gosh. It's crazy to me. 253 episodes. And, um, <clears throat> and I've talked about freedom before, and I always talk about it this time of year. I think, um, especially when it's the 4th of July, it's right around the corner next week. Actually, it's this weekend, it's Sunday it's 4th of July and um, I talk about freedom this time and every year it means something different to me. I think it's a little bit different each and every year to me and um, freedom for me today is so much bigger than it was 15 years ago. So 15 years ago, I'd be like, oh, it's 4th of July. I get to go watch fireworks, get drunk, drink some Budweiser, you know, uh, hang out with my friends, see who gets screwed up. I wouldn't really remember the fireworks. There were amazing fireworks growing up in St. Louis. We had this thing called the VP Fair, an amazing fireworks show. And we would all go and get totally, you know, what and, uh and, you know, not remember and be like, oh my God, who is that the next morning? And um, that happened a lot or I'd be at the beach somewhere and it would all be about like getting messed up. It would never be about the show. I remember when I was in college, after during college and I was in Washington DC and another amazing fireworks show because at that point, I don't know if they're doing that be- this because of COVID but they'd have underneath the Washington Monument, they'd have, you know, they'd have fireworks going off in Virginia and Maryland and DC, and then there'd be music playing and it would be amazing. And I'd be totally buzzed and not really embracing it. And, um, today I'm embracing all my freedoms and, you know, I, um, I also, I, you know, I tell everybody I go to, I have 12, I do do 12 step, I go to 12 step meetings. And, um, I also, I have a therapist, so, and I know it's so taboo sometimes to talk about it, but I have a therapist and I meet with her. I feel, it's like one of the greatest gifts I've ever given myself, I think, is therapy. It's like, some people are like, I don't need to go to therapy. I'm like, oh my God, please sign me up. I want to go to therapy. It helps me a lot. and um, And it's just, for me, it's getting someone that actually is a professional's opinion on things in my life. And I've been feeling like, what do I want to do? And a lot of you know that I've moved to this island and um, it's been totally, I've been here for five months and it's been hard. And I don't mean that it's been hard, like it is hard to go to work and move something that's really hard. It's been hard emotionally because it's change. And as humans, we don't like change, right? We don't get any, we're just like our heads go to all these things and we're like, oh my God, this is going on, that's going on. This has changed, this has changed. It doesn't feel freaking comfortable. I can tell you that. And I've moved to a place that it's like it was in the, like there's no, there's like no Trader Joe's. There's no Whole Foods, there's no Costco. There's no, there's a Walmart, but it's not like great at all. It's like really kind of bad actually. They don't even have Pellegrino at the Walmart. I mean, like they have nothing. And so it's an adjustment when I need to go see a doctor because I like to see good doctors, I have to drive an hour. Um, my elf cell phone just broke and I had to call AT&T and then talk to Apple and be like, can you send me my phone because the closest store is an hour and a half away. So that's an adjustment. And for in the beginning, I'm like, "Eh, eh, eh. it feels uncomfortable. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. And Now, five months in, it's like, I'm really getting adjusted to it because I do have this therapist that actually helps me so much. She's amazing. But she had said to me, and not to digress all the time, but she had said to me, Elizabeth, what do you want? Because I'm like, what should I do when I grow up? I have the podcast. But as you guys know, this is like something I do just to help other people. I don't do this to make money. I don't do this to, this is not, I just do it so I can help other alcoholics that are out there that are battling this horrendous disease that kills people every single solitary day but nobody wants to talk about. So this is all my, um, I guess I always like to say what the IRS calls me is this is my, this is one of my hobbies. So this is one of my hobbies. And I'm like, what do I want to do? Do I want to do? I want to go back to school and get a master's in painting? That's my artwork, behind, that's in my artwork behind me. And, um, or do I want to go, do I want to be a therapist? What do I want to do, what do I want to do? So I'm asking her all these questions. And she said, um, she goes, well, what do you want your life to look like 10 years out? And I was like, I don't know. She goes, I suggest you go on a walk and don't bring your cell phone and don't bring anything with you. So I brought my dog and I went and I walked along the beach and it was like rainy and gray and not like it's cold in Florida by any chance, but by any stretch, but there was a little chill. I have to say there was a little chill from the ocean in the air, not just teeny, teeny, teeny just perfect the weather was perfect even though it was like rainy and it would look like it could be definitely storm anytime but it was perfect and I went and I walked for two hours and I was by myself with my dog and I thought to myself what do I want my life to look like in 10 years and what I realized was you know I've had more money and I've had less money. I've had bigger houses. I've had smaller houses. I've had this, I've had that. I've been a drunk. I've been skinny. I've been fat. I've been da, 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 da. Was I ever like ultimately happy during those times? Was I ultimately serene during those times? My answer was no, no, because it's never enough. It's never enough. And so what I realized was that In 10 years, I want to be serene all the time. Is that crazy? I do. I want to be peaceful. I want to feel okay. I don't want to feel like I need something outside of me to make me feel okay on the inside. You know, it's, um, you know, I don't think that I have felt as serene as I feel right now or free, as free as I feel right now. I don't think I've ever felt this free in my entire life. It's crazy. Unless I was on booze or if I was high on drugs. I never felt as free as I do right now. And you're probably listening going, what do you mean you feel free like you did when you were high on drugs? When you're high on drugs or you're drunk, at least I well, didn't worry about shit, right? I didn't worry about anything. It was like, oh, I feel great. I'm buzzed. And that's what the alcoholism was for me, because I was always chasing that buzz so that I could feel okay. Because my head tells me all the time, I'm not okay. It's not enough. I'm not skinny enough. I don't have enough money. I don't have big enough house. I don't have enough this. I don't have enough that. I didn't get to travel the places I wanted to go to. I don't have this. I don't have that. Da, 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 da. Nothing's ever enough, right? And those feelings that I had all the time have kind of started to diminish because I want to just feel okay being me. There's never going to be enough money. There's never going to be little enough money. There's never going to, that's never going to make me feel okay on the inside. Cause it's just fleeting. It's a It's, I don't know. It's a piece of paper. It just, it isn't, it's, it's spiritual. What recovery is and what I've realized what it is, is spiritual. It's the sense that everything in your heart, you know, in your heart, in your soul, that everything's okay. It's okay. Now, perfect. I don't know what perfect is. I don't know what normal is. I don't know what any of those things feel like. I know that what it feels like when you're like, I'm not worried about anything right now. I don't have to control anything right now. I don't have to think, oh my God, what's going to happen in five minutes? You know, I believe because I've been awake for 15 years, that's all I'm gonna say, I've been awake for 15 years and somebody might be like, well, wait a minute, weren't you awake for those 30, 37 years you were on this planet prior to getting sober? I don't know that I was ever as awake as I am today. And what I mean by being awake is that there's, I see things today and they aren't, they're not like loud. It's not like neon lights. It's not like burning bushes. It's just like little things that I notice that I realize. That there is something spiritual that is guiding our world and guiding our lives and nothing happens by mistake right nothing happens by mistake. And if you're awake and you're paying attention and you watch things cause you can't pay attention to what's going on around you if you're in your own head, right? If you're in your own head thinking about what's gonna happen now, what happened five minutes ago? Oh my gosh, oh my God. And you're constantly trying to straddle two different hemispheres, which are the future and the past. And you're in the splits, it's totally uncomfortable. I'm gonna stand up like that. Like, look, you're in the splits and you're sitting here on a pole and you're like, damn, this is not comfortable. It's not comfortable. It's not comfortable. You can't be present. You're not in that moment. If you're thinking about the past or thinking about the future. So getting in your feet and like moving your toes, is like a really big thing for me because then I'm in the moment right now. So if I'm in the moment right now and I'm literally listening to the person who's in front of me or watching what's going on, let's say I'm in a party, let's say I'm in a restaurant, let's say I'm in a coffee shop, wherever I am. If you watch and you're present, And you really, you're not there going, all right, I'm listening to this person. What is my response gonna be? Or am I really just listening to what the person says and taking it in? It's a total practice listening. As Americans, we don't listen anymore. You know, my podcast is, you know, I make it 30 minutes long. I don't know how many people listen to it. I have no idea how many people listen to it anyway, but I don't even know how many people listen to it for 30 minutes, because that's a long time, 30 minutes. You want me to pay attention for 30 minutes? I don't listen to podcasts for 30 minutes, just to be completely honest with you guys. I don't even listen to podcasts, but if I were to say, I listen to a podcast and can I really focus for half an hour? Can I listen? Because that's what I want to do. I want to be able to listen intently and hear what you're having to, what you're saying. But every time I listen, I hear something different, right? but if I'm present and I hear and then I say to someone is this what you just said it even gets in more I don't know if this is making any sense to you but I believe that if we are present and we're listening and we watch we can see the spirits working in people's lives so it might not be mostly in my life but I'm going to give you an example of my life and then I'm gonna give you an example of somebody else's life that I see it working so I had been for a very long time saying, God, I really want to live on an island. I want to live near the water. It really calms me. I really want to become, I really want to become, and I've never been calm in my whole life. I've never been serene in my whole life. I really want to come. I want to move to this island. And a year ago, if you had said, you're going to be living on Amelia Island on Fernandina Beach, I'd be like, I don't even know where that is. I don't even know. Uh, I have no idea. I have no idea what that is. A year ago. No idea. But here I am. Why? I don't know. Why was the road, why did the road take me here? My husband said, oh, we've never been here. Let's go here. Do we have any idea? No. But the crazy thing is, it was very uncomfortable when he wanted to come here. And he's like, we're going there. We're going to buy a house here. And I was Flipping the freak out. I'm like, oh my God, I'm like having a nervous breakdown. I'm chain smoking cigarettes. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, we're going to this place. I have no idea. I've been there once. I came here once. And while I was here, it was a Florida Georgia football game, which is like one of the biggest rivalries in America. And it was a party and there were people out everywhere and everyone was having fun and of course it's like just after covet and i'm like oh my god i want to go here i want to go here when we came but i was on vacation i'm like what the hell am i talking about don't listen to me jf why are you listening to me it's like we're going we're going to put an off we put an offer on this house i'm like holy shit. okay this feels very uncomfortable It felt very uncomfortable and i don't know if for what I finally looked at him and I said, and this is not my personality at all, but I looked at him and I said, you're my captain. All right, you take the helm. All right, you, if this is what you want to do, I'm just going to sit back. I'm coming along for the ride. Don't listen to me. I'm not saying anything, whatever I say, don't pay attention. You're in charge. I'm letting you make all these choices. And um, that was not me. That was not me. I'm going to tell you, that was not me a year ago. That was not me two years ago. That was not me five years ago. That was not me 10 years ago. That was not me 15 years ago, for sure. I would never have turned over the realms. I would have never been like, yeah, you take the reins. You're in charge. You take the steering wheel. No, I always had the steering wheel. I always wanted to be in control. I could tell every person what to do, what was right, what wasn't right, what was bad. I could control your whole freaking destiny because I knew everything, but little I knew nothing. I knew nothing, but I had no humility to say that. By the way, back then, so I said, "Here, take the room, take the helm. I'm going to shut up." As uncomfortable as it was, it was uncomfortable, but I did it. And when I first got here, it was uncomfortable, and I was not nice. I was mean to my husband. I'd be like, "This what the oh, f you? What are we doing here? This is horrible. Oh my God, I miss my fire engines. I miss my police cars. I miss my da 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 da." And he's like, no, we're here, get used to it. So here I am and I'm getting used to it. I'm getting used to it. I'm getting used to the fact that I'm getting peaceful inside of me, which is something I've never been. I've always been worried about somebody else. I'm worried about my parents. I'm worried about my kids. I'm worried about my siblings. I'm worried about my friends. I'm worried about this. I'm worried about that. What's going to happen now? What's going to happen next? What's going to today? I missed so much. It was what it was. I don't regret it. It's where I was. But this is where I have come to this place of like, I'm just letting go. I'm just letting go. And the other story I'm going to tell you about is I met, I met this woman a couple of times. I'd go out, I'd meet her again. I'd run into her. I ran to the grocery store. the can I live on an island. It's 13 miles long by four miles wide. I at the widest point four miles. So I ran to It's not crazy to run into somebody at the grocery store and then run to them at the farmer's market. It's just not that big of a place. And she's like, do you want to come to brunch at my house? And I'm like, sure. I'll come to brunch at your house. Why not? Yes. I don't even really know you, but sure. I'll come to brunch at your house. So we go to brunch at her house. And I said, yes. And I heard this story there. That was just these two people talking. I'm like, "Wait, How did you meet you? And it's like, if you ask somebody how they got to where they got to, nine out of 10 times, they didn't really plan it. It just happened. It just happened. Like, if you think back in your life, how did something happen? Now, I know that if you have a profession that you've worked on for your whole life, you're like, all right, I want to be an actor. I'm going to go to acting school. I'm going to become an actress. I'm going to, this is what I'm going to do sometimes you don't even get a break sometimes you do but everything always works out the way it's supposed to right there are no regrets here in this life like that's what I want our lives to be is that we get if you're a listener I want your life to be this thing that you're like oh my gosh I'm embracing everything I have because it's exactly where I'm supposed to be and that's uncomfortable but it is where you are And you get to make that decision. So these couple, this couple, and they met each other through an, uh, unfortunately it was an illness. And this person worked out to this person because they were good at what they did. And this person said, I want you to help me. And they helped them. And then they became friends. And then they said, you know, what? let me come visit me at my place where I live. And these people came. And then they bought this house because this other person said, come see this. It's like, if you look at your life, it's all like that. Everybody's life is like that. I don't think you have to have a special profession or you have to be a special person to have these things happen. I think it happens to all of us, but we don't recognize it. We think I made this happen. But little did you know that someone probably said to you, you know what, go try this out or look at this neighborhood because I like this neighborhood. Go see if you like this neighborhood too. You're like, okay, I'm going to take their suggestion. I like what that person said. You might listen to me and you might say, you know what, I'm going to do a gratitude list every day because she said I should do it and maybe it'll change my life. For whatever it is, for whatever reason, God puts people in our lives at certain times and we hear messages when we're supposed to hear messages and we have to be ready and we have to be willing and we have to be in the right frame of mind. It doesn't happen every day. But when it happens... Embrace it. Be willing to say yes, as scary as that is. Be willing to say yes, as scary as it is. Because that's freedom. Yes is freeing. I mean, obviously, if somebody says, do you want to go have a drink? You're going to say no. If somebody says, do you want to go do drugs? You're going to say no. If somebody's going to take you to a bad neighborhood where you're not and you don't aren't packing, you're not going to say yes. You're going to say no. But you will say yes if it's like for instance I had a thing happen this morning and I know these girls aren't going to listen to my podcast so I'm not really that worried about it so I have these two friends and they're having this totally dramatic thing going on in their lives and they're just they're fighting with each other grown women and I've known them my whole life pretty much and They both sent me a message because one of them got me involved in triangles never work. I don't want to be involved in triangle relationships. If you want to fight with somebody else, I don't need to be involved in your fight. I got my own shit. You got your shit. I don't want to be involved in this two way thing because all it does, is just cause trauma. And so my friend called me, she's like, did you know that? And for the first, for one, I saw that they had both contacted me late last night at 1130, which to me is late. And I don't, I didn't have my phone on. I was already asleep by two hours by that point. And, um, so I woke up this morning, I saw that and I was like, you know what, for the first time in my life, I'm not getting involved. I'm not getting involved. And one of them called me and said, and I was like, mm-hmm. so what do you want me to say? Either you're going to add fuel to it and you're going to keep fighting. I, but guess what? I'm out. I don't care. Like if you want to keep going, good for it, go for you. But I'm not spending my day doing this because I just, I've better things to do. That's a change for me because before I'd want to get involved, but it's none of my business. It's none of my business. It's none of my business. It's freeing to say it's none of my business and I don't want to get involved because I can't have this Zen that I was talking about that I'm longing for, this serenity, if I'm thinking about their drama that they have between them, which has nothing to do with me. Not to mention, I don't. It's not my shit. I don't care. I don't want to put, say what's right or what's wrong. It's all just craziness. It's just, it's not for me. It's not for me. I want to be free today. I want to be free. I don't want to be worried about all this other stuff. It's um, it's not comfortable to be free. Or I don't think people want us to be free. I think people like for us to be scared and people to be to want to feel like I've got to pick up a drink because it's the only way I'm going to feel serene is if I pick up a drink. But the reality is it isn't the only way you're going to be serene. Take a bath, go for a walk, recognize what's going on in your head, write it on paper and look at it and you'll be like, oh my God, I cannot believe I've literally been spinning about this thing that has nothing to do with me or I have no power over or I can just let go of. Writing a gratitude list brings you, at least me, back to a place where I'm like, oh my gosh, the fact that I've been spinning over this is insane. I don't need to spin over this anymore. I just need to just let go. You know, getting sober, especially with the 12-step program and actually doing the steps, you know, it's given me this freedom. It's number one, I'm powerless over everything. I'm powerless, I'm powerless over what's, I am powerless. I have no idea. And especially if I pick up that first drink. If I pick up that first drink, I'm done. I'm back in prison because then all, I am a slave to alcohol. Once I do that first little bit of line of, you know, if I do a line of Coke, I remember back in the days, I would be like that, I became a slave to that. Give me more, give me more, give me more, give me more. Alcohol, give me more, give me more, give me more, give me more. It's never enough. There's never gonna be enough alcohol. Never, for the rest of my life, there's never gonna be enough alcohol. There's, uh, I'm powerless. I'm powerless over what my kids are gonna do. I'm powerless over if there's gonna be a nuclear, I I have no idea. Am I gonna get COVID am I not gonna get COVID? I have no idea. God has a plan or the spirit, whatever you want to call your spiritual guru that's out there in the universe. If you want to call it big mama, if you want to call it the sunrise, if you want to call it the moon, whatever you want to call that spiritual thing that's out there that's guiding all of our lives. But that is in control, not me. No. So I got to let go to know that that's there. and I think that that's the biggest part about getting sober is getting that spiritual relationship with something that's out there that's bigger than you. And it's gonna guide your life. And if you get that to that place where you're free enough to go, yeah, there's something bigger than me. And I'm willing to do whatever it takes to get closer to whatever that thing is and realize that that's what's guiding me, not me. And I can let go to that. Because step two is, you know, first is I'm powerless. Okay, I'm powerless. I can't have this. Step two is like, you. okay, there's something bigger than me out there. I'm gonna acknowledge that. I might not be able to identify it, might not be able to tell you what it is. But I'm going to say, okay, it's bigger than me. It's making the sun come up. It's making the moon go down. The sun go down. It has the moon come up in the sky. Whatever that is that's controlling that, that's not me. I'm going to let go to that. Okay, that's my power. And step three is letting go. I got to let go. And I always like to say, it's like free falling. I almost fell totally over. Fall back to it. Life's to be enjoyed, and uh, I don't regret one drink I had. It was fun, but I'm so glad I don't do it anymore because now I'm here for you guys. I'm here here for my kids, I'm here for my husband, and um, I'm here for my doggies. I'm here, I'm here for them no matter what, whatever they need. So that's enough for me today. It's uh, June 29th, 2021. It's almost the 4th of July. Happy birthday, America. America's birthday's on Sunday. Maybe this'll be your first sober 4th of July. It's gonna be my 15th. I can't wait. I can't wait. It's gonna be fun. I'm not gonna drink. I'm gonna have my Pellegrino. Uh, Have your Pellegrino, whatever you're gonna drink. I'm gonna have some cranberry Mike Pellegrino so it looks pretty. And then maybe some blueberries too. Cause that looks like red, white, and blue. So you could put some Pellegrino or whatever your favorite sparkling water is. And then some cranberry juice and some, you could mash up the blueberries and put them through the blender or something and then put the blue in. And then you could have red, white, and blue drink. And it, you could put it in a wine glass and enjoy it with your friends. You don't have to feel weird. You could put that in a wine glass. And the craziest thing is, when you bring Pellegrino, or if you brought like seltzer, or you brought Tapo Chico, to whatever party you're going to, I bet they're going to drink it all. I bet your friends will drink that because they're going to be like, "Oh, that looks so refreshing." What are you drinking? And when you say, "Oh, I'm having sparkling Pellegrino with some cranberry and some some um, blueberries," and then maybe even put a some lime or lemon in there, you can enjoy that, and that will be your drink for the Fourth of July. And I bet you, everybody's going to want some. you're going to be like, why did I bring more? Bring a case of Pellegrino if you're going somewhere, because I promise you people are going to want it. Because it's kind of interesting how many people want to be sober these days. Because especially on the 4th of July, it's dangerous out there sometimes. Isn't it? You don't want to be drinking and driving, that's for sure. So find your fun drink. Um enjoy your 4th and please reach out if you feel alone you can always reach me at busy b i z z y at busy b u s y living l i v i n g sober s o b e r .com or elizabeth at com. either one to work and i hope you have a wonderful 4th of july and we'll be back next week and until then keep getting busy, living, sober. Bye-bye, everybody. Take care. Have a healthy and happy one. And as my youngest son says, you do you, boo-boo. You do you, boo-boo. You take care of you, boo-boo. You take care of you, boo-boo. Love you all. Take care. And until next time, keep getting busy, living, sober. Bye.